Hey, Brandon, do you know what we were doing April 14th of 2021? Uh, maybe watching Hudson Hawk? Watching and talking <laughs> about Hudson the Hawk. Ah. Episode number one of our little venture here. Huh. One year. Crazy. <laughs> it's crazy that I've watched. Well, I guess we kind of changed our uh, our our layout from the beginning a little bit. Yeah. So we didn't watch 52 of these films yet. We are close. Uh, this this will be playing right before episode 45. Oh, man. 45 of yeah. these films. So there you and go. There's still so many more left and so many more being added to the mix. <laughs> every day. It's <laughs> Every I, I, week there's another one. Yeah. Every week or two I have to go through the list and uh, add more to it. I think it's grown mm. by about 10 movies since we started. Nice, nice, yeah. nice, nice. Well, you know what? I, I've loved every second of it. Well, that's not true. I hated three hours of it when we had to watch Cats. But I've loved every other second of it. Uh, I really enjoy it. I really appreciate people out there listening to us, especially if you've been listening to this since the beginning. You know, wow, you deserve some type of prize. So I'll give you nothing. That's what you win. Congratulations. You get a one-time, um, a one-time coupon to pass on the Schmeckle jar. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, only uh, one time, though. I gave it the office. I'm like, oh, yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> and a pizza well, yeah. party. Just want to say, you know, that's awesome, though. Thank you guys so much. You've dealt with uh, Jesse and I screwing up and playing weird sounds and talking about things that no one cares about. And you're still here. So that says something about you personally. But I appreciate it. Whether it be good or it be bad. It does say something about you, and I appreciate it greatly. Um, so, heck All yeah. Right, thanks, everybody. And let's, uh, let's get to the show. Let's roll this sucker. Hey, everyone. It's Brandon and Jesse, and this is the Box Office Bomb Squad. This is where I break down some of the biggest bombs ever at theaters, and today's bomb is Geostorm. Uh, Jake Lawson, have uh, seven. Six in your hearing room, 12. Lawson? You the Dutch boy guy, right? Yeah. Man, I need to shake your hand. Oh, okay. Tornado, zap. Blizzard, zap. Monsoon, zap, zap. Everybody down here owes you, Jake Lawson. If you need anything, you just ask. Ah, uh, Geostorm. What a movie, right? But uh, so, well, okay, well, I'll do what I'm supposed to do here. <laughs> I've been getting off track with that. So the budget of this movie was like $130 million, and it actually brought in $220 million. This is actually a, a big money-making film, even though tons of things ballooned the price in it. There was an extra $15 million in rewrites, a bunch of things. But the way they were setting this up was to be one of those $400, $400 million movies and it just didn't hit so in the world of roland emmerich films this is a failure which is funny that we're even talking about it because it made almost a hundred million dollars but the way they view these kind of films this was a loss which is just funny to me but we'll talk about that because this movie is the like epitome i think it may be the perfect dumb bad movie and in scale of like how it's paced and stuff. And I'll have a lot to talk about. Not saying I liked it, not saying it's good saying that it knew 
all the stupid crap that needed to be jammed in there, it jammed it in there. Car well, that, chase, this, that. That kind of payoff you got to wait for. Um, Brandon, watch this movie and you'll never guess what happened next. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So I used to be on another podcast a few years ago when this movie came out. It was called The Showstoppers. Uh, it unfortunately had stopped at this point. Ironic. Oh. And uh, I reviewed this film on The Showstoppers. At that time, I quoted myself by saying, this is like the bad version. It's like the mockbuster. If you remember those mockbusters where it was like transmorphers for Transformers. It yeah. is the mockbuster of Interstellar. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like the astronaut with the daughter and the, the world's messing up because of the weather and everything. So I, I quoted that in there and I was like, man, I can really go back to the well on a lot of these jokes and just recycle them. But I decided I'm going to do new research, watch it again, which I did, even though uh, one of my favorite podcasts, How Did This Get Made, actually reviewed this and it's become uh, a common joke within them to yell Geostorm and then whoever yells Geostorm back. You know, you know, then that they're fans of the show. <laughs> so you just yell Geostorm. By the way, Geostorm. It is said nine times in the movie, but appears 20 times because they constantly are showing you Geostorm. Ugh, How many wild. times do you think Dutch boy is said? Did I count it? Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to say I was way off on the last time you asked me this kind of a question. So I'm going to go way lower. I'm going to say 32. Very close, 26 times. Dang, I almost got there. <laughs> 26 times the word Dutch boy was said by a character. Dutch boy, <laughs> Dutch boy, Dutch boy. You're a Dutch boy guy. Yeah. Uh, the only problem with naming your technology Dutch boy is that your actors have to say it. Say they, All the actors have to say Dutch boy seriously. <laughs> Dutch boy's going to kill us. Yeah, it's like, uh, all right. We could have named it something else, I suppose. Like, you know, like Zeus, when they're like, oh, Project Zeus. I'm like, well, that's a way fucking cooler name than Dutch boy. And also evokes weather and, and tragedy, but whatever. Sure. Um, boy, where do we start, man? Where do we start? I bet you have a lot of problems. There's a lot of outer space shenanigans in this. <laughs> I, so I was like, oh, Jesse's not going to like fly in from outer space. Jesse's not going to like that at all. <laughs> like every, <laughs> every time something like that happened, I go, there's another Jesse moment right there. I've got some nits to pick. Um, it is, uh, again, as we've as I've said before, it is sci-fi, which is hard to pick apart, mm. but it's uh, it's what I like to call next Sunday sci-fi. It's not supposed to be that far in the future. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, so the 2019 is, this movie was from what year? What year? 2016? Uh, 2017. It was supposed to release okay. in 2016, but it got pushed. So, so 2017 and the movie says in 2019 is when the bad shit happened. So, yeah, they took, didn't they say it took eight years to build it or something like that? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Which is insane to think they could build that kind of net in eight years, which is just absolutely insane, but whatever. Uh, so this movie takes place roughly in 2027 ish. Uh, and then there's a five year jump. Well, a four year jump from whenever, Jake Lawson gets fired from the Dutch boy program and is brought back. So this movie takes place roughly around 2030. So less than 10 years from now. 
So like you said, not very far away. Sure. Yeah. So with all these natural disasters happening and things like this, and I understand if you're building something this big, you got to put a lot of rockets in space very, very quickly. Oh boy, don't. But there are uh, like 30 goddamn launch pads. Oh, the, it looks like a parking lot for rocket ships. Yeah. And yeah. they send one motherfucker up on a rocket yeah. ship. Yeah. Not only that, they send one guy on one rocket ship, but NASA, if you ask anybody who's into the space program at all, how long can a space a spacecraft sit on the launch pad? They are going to tell you it can't be more than a week or two. I mean, yeah, at max, very long. they roll that sucker out there as quick as possible because, you know, these things they're sitting in a very precarious position up on, you know, well, yeah. And I mean, even a couple like birds that. running into it and denting a couple yeah. panels can cause tons of problems. Yeah. You don't want that stuff sitting up like that. And these are just freaking parked like a damn oh, yeah. parking lot. Um, the it's shuttle like design cars, the, the shuttle design, um, the CG is terrible on the shuttles for some reason. Cause yeah. it's not that bad on the disasters. Yeah. Exactly. It looks good on those, but whenever the shuttles are flying, Holy crap, it's PS two graphics. I don't understand the big wings on the shuttle because looks cool. everything else is exactly the same. Listen, but we I, gave them wings. I guarantee 90% of this film was this looks cool. Probably. It does kind of look cool, but there's no there's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense. <laughs> if a person's frozen solid, they are almost as hard as steel, not brittle. Yeah. You wouldn't touch them and their hand fall off. Yeah, because it's solid. I mean, I guess technically you could have stress fractures and everything, but I don't think you're just touching them and it falling off. You're going to have to. Yeah. You, you would like have to actually swat at it. Get a little bit of force. Um. Yeah, uh, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Oh, the movie is the. This is one of those movies that, as soon as I try to put any logic to things, I go, "Can't do that. Can't no. do that." Well, uh, the opening, the opening cinematic. Two million people died in a day because of oh, a heat wave in Madrid. I I wrote I noted something about this. Uh. So. Yeah, and, yeah, they're like heat wave. Dun, in one if Dutch day. Boy wasn't started, we would have. Uh, it would have. There was a storm that could have killed tens of thousands, but two million people died in Madrid. Yeah. So, like, you're worried. You didn't even try to stop the Madrid heat wave. And also, how do you die from? How does too many people die from a heat wave? Now, I think the heat wave was one of the things that prompted Dutch Boy. They don't say, but I think it was. I think that's why. Well, you know, it that makes two sense. million people. But you're telling me that two thirds, because Madrid only has a po- today has a population of just over like 3.2 million people. So you're so telling let's me increase that by 10 percent over 10 years. Yeah, two thirds right? got died because they got hot. Yeah. One day. Two, two, yeah, one day. That's the kicker. If you would have told me a heat wave killed two million people, that I would have understood if you just stopped it right there. <laughs> but in one day, how? Fracking hot! You know, if they, if it wasn't just in one area, if it wasn't just Madrid, if it was like, oh, in the Middle East or in the this area, I would have been okay with it again. But saying it's in one city, one country, like pinpointing it so directly, makes that number seem just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, Madrid. um, So just. Uh, as a kind of a an idea here, I'm looking at your average year in Madrid, and I'm seeing lows from 37, 
and highs up to probably 90. So it's like decent weather there usually. Yeah. Up to 90, that's not bad. Exactly. So that is a very, you know, middle of the group. So they have, so it gets hot enough, you know, because like I, I, I like to take vacations to Colorado. And one of the things you find in Colorado is that a lot of play, uh, cabins and stuff up in the mountains don't have air conditioning because they never yeah. need it. So well, like I, I have a good friend that lives in Oregon and they don't have yeah. them there either because it just, it, it gets 80 at the hottest and that's very rare. Yeah. And you crack a window. So if you look at a place like Madrid who has temperatures from the nineties down into almost freezing weather, they're going to have some kind of climate control for cold and for hot. You're telling me that a heat wave killed 2 million people in one single day. I don't know. And I will say this with bad electrical systems, overheating can cause electrical system to fail, blah, blah, blah. But still, I mean, it's one day. (laughs) a, A young. Okay. Here's a, here's an example. We saw what? 30 U.S. soldiers wearing heavy fatigues in 125-degree weather, they would survive that and be fine. So how hot did it get? Yeah, exactly. And this was before, like I said, I think this was before Dutch Boy. So it's not like, uh, you know, we see oh, no, Dutch, this Boy, was before heat Dutch Boy yeah. heat something up, yeah. which, you know, in that case, yeah, okay, it's artificial heat. That could totally happen. But we're talking about this was a natural disaster. You know what? Let's talk about Dutch Boy's artificial heat and the fact that it made gas lines explode. Because, you know, gas lines exploding is a fucking weather phenomenon. <laughs> you know I, how hot it has to be for metal to melt? Well, it depends on the metal, but thousands of degrees typically. Yeah, 28,000 for most steel that would be used in pipes for gas. So how fucking hot did it get there? Now, if they would have said that was like a volcano coming up or something, I would have been like, uh, okay, sure. But the the people were walking around. The guy was like, oh, it's hot. But he was just like, it's just hot. That's it. Yeah. He wasn't dying. So the um, uh, so the na- the ignition temperature of natural gas is 900 degrees Fahrenheit. It's just, yeah. It, the- <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean... The now gas would cool. would ignite before the steel would melt. That's true. But it would still need to be Jesus. 900 degrees and everyone <laughs> would be dead by then. Yeah, yeah, if if suddenly a pipe underneath the ground even got to 800 degrees, not even to ignition, but 800 degrees. I don't even think we could survive past 200 something degrees. I think it starts to kill us. I'm sure it does. I, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, if your brain gets up, what, 110 degrees, you start having brain damage. Oh, yeah. So you imagine your body can cool you down some, but not all that much. So once you hit, like, 180 degrees outside, and, and of course, these temperatures are insane, but once you hit, like, that amount of temperature, yeah, you're going to die from it. Yeah, So and that's Fahrenheit. And these people are walking so, around like, oh, man, it's just hot. And then they're like, oh, gas exploding. But, again, it, it looks cool, so... And the, the the pacing of this movie, man, I love the artificial fighting they have to create between the brothers by firing one and then five minutes later hiring him back. And I know that it was like a four-year gap there, but they didn't tell us that. So it almost – and they don't age up the characters or anything. Yeah. So the only way we know is because the little girl goes, I'm this old now. And you're like, oh, okay. All right. So uh, maximum body temperature a human can survive um, – is 108.14 degrees Fahrenheit. At higher body te- at higher temperatures, body turns into scrambled eggs. Proteins are denatured, and the brain gets damaged irreparably. Yeah, so they wouldn't just be buying eggs at the grocery store. They'd be flopping around in seizures. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
so many, again, so many things here, so many things here to like that you have to just skip over. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like the gas attack, right? The the heat attack to kill Ching. Chen, Chen well, if Chen was inside a building, he'd have been fine. Oh, hey, here you go. So what what a terrible attempt. This is interesting. This is from LiveScience.com. Because mm. uh, one thing I was thinking is, yeah, your ambient te- temperature uh, can be really high as long as the humidity is low because your body can cool yourself off. So <clears throat> they say here uh, a wet bulb temperature of 95 degrees Fahrenheit, according to a 2020 study in the journal Science Advances, is the uh, uh, maximum temperature that a human can survive. The wet bulb part of that is a uh, wet bulb temperature is measured by a thermometer covered in a water soaked cloth. And it takes into account both heat and humidity. Okay. So the hot, the more humid it is, the less your body is able to cool itself down. So what you're telling me is Chen would have like been super dead. He would have been a baked one. potato. Yeah. <laughs> he would have been super dead. Yeah. Uh, what would President Andy Garcia think about that, right? <laughs> oh, President Andy Garcia. <laughs> I like seeing Andy Garcia show up. I'm like, oh, hey, cool. That guy used to be a, a big thing, and now he's like being the president and having quips about, you should marry her. I was like, oh, boy. Because uh, I'm the goddamn president of the United States of America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> president Andy Garcia. Yeah. Uh, Isn't it a, a shame that Andy Garcia and Ed Harris finally share screen time together? This is the movie. And oh. it's for Geostorm. <laughs> Ed Harris, by the way, as soon as he showed up, like, I remember watching this, and as a joke, when he showed up, I go, well, there's your bad guy. And I said I said that as a joke to my friend. <laughs> and then whenever it was like, oh, yeah, he's the bad guy, I was like, ah, shit, I didn't mean to <laughs> spoil that. I was just joking because he's always a fucking bad guy. Yeah. I can't much. tell you the last time I've seen Ed Harris play a good guy character. Jeez. Right. Um, uh, so, so, yeah. What a ridiculous. By the way, he wouldn't be the next in line. Just saying. They they always have a designated survivor hidden somewhere away from right. the Democratic convention or the Republican convention. That way, if there was like a bomb let off that killed everyone, there would be a person. And they would be nowhere near it. They would be on the opposite side of the country somewhere. Exactly. And um, honestly, he's the head of uh, what was uh, was he the head of the? Uh, I can't remember. Homeland, his, was he not Homeland Security? No, he wasn't. I don't think he was Homeland Security. The the I think Department? he was the Secretary of State. Yeah, he was the Secretary of State. You're right. Um, you're right. So honestly, he would probably be your quote sole survivor, but he'd be the designated survivor. He would not be. He, he wouldn't have been there. Yeah. He would yeah. have been somewhere. He would else, have been yeah. somewhere completely different. And that's if you have the vice president and the president together, which I don't know if you do that very often, to be honest. Yeah. It's a, there's a, again, this is a sci-fi schlock film of dumb, dumb oh, yeah. stuff. Well, why the and two most you... important people on the freaking space station go EVA at the same goddamn uh, time. Okay. So funny, I go, oh boy, we got another astronaut's wife situation yeah. here. Dumbasses. Hey, uh, you guys are the most important people here, right? Uh, send them both out. Yeah. Yeah, there's no uh, no harm. No Fucking astronaut's whatsoever. wife coming back again. Yeah. for a- anytime, anytime they send the two most important people out on a uh, spacewalk, it's called an astronaut's wife. There you go. Perfect. And then for a door 
that probably should have been picked up by someone at some point after it got lodged into a solar panel. Mm-hmm. Why was that still there? That well, seems like a bad think, idea. And I might be wrong. I think the one guy was Israeli. I believe he was Israeli. I could be wrong. But uh, the Israeli guy that was like that pulled the gun on Jake the first time. Oh, I think I, that guy was hiding it. Like he didn't want anyone to know about it because of he he was one of the good guys. Although that character oh. just kind of goes away. He does, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, that's weird. It seems like this guy's somewhat important. Yeah, I don't remember if he was... I don't remember what his nationality was. I thought at first that it I, was French, but I could be horrible. Well, I wrong. saw the flag, and I thought it was the Israeli flag, but I could be wrong. I, I could be way off, to be honest. Now I'm now I'm having doubts in my head. <laughs> I don't remember what his character's name was. I don't, I don't recall flags all that well. Oh, he... Uh, I think he was French because I think it's uh, was that a Amar Waked yeah, well, and he played, I think it was uh, Ray Doucette was his uh, character's name, I think. That was not a French flag, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, anyway. neither <clears throat> That's neither here nor there. Uh, let's talk about uh, the, uh, the amount of times they mention uh, Gerard Butler films in this. Do they do that? I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah! Oh it, yeah! It was a French flag. It was a French flag. Oh I, man! I can only I'm, see two colors out of the three on his shoulder in this picture, but it's a blue and a white, and then I can't see a third color. And the French flag is blue, white, and then red. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Because huh. I knew Maybe you had the was... you had the uh, the guy from Mexico. Um, then he was French and then you had, um, our Macoud. hacker man, I think was, I mean, he was some kind of UK. Yeah. He had a UK badge. Yeah. yeah. Um, I forget. Which is funny because they, they made him use a fake accent. They also made Gerard Butler and Jim Sturgis <laughs> fake accents, but then to excuse away the fact that they didn't hide their accents for the shit, we had a line of dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Where they were born in you in the UK. It, yeah. Like, like five seconds worth of dialogue to explain away why they're, they sound like shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like shit. But where they they clearly are not hiding accents. I'm like, were you guys born in different parts of the UK? <laughs> yeah, because that's weird. <laughs> and your parents never like taught you to, like you didn't learn your dialect from your parents. That's weird too. Right? Yeah, that's what I that's what I was thinking. And then the guy from Mexico was like, oh, the weird hero. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you notice at the end of the film when everyone's getting off the ships, he's carrying the arm controls with him? No. Yeah, he's got the arm control box. He's just carrying it. And I'm like, why the fuck does he have that? It's a souvenir. Yeah, he's like, I'm keeping this. <laughs> Mine I was like, uh, don't you think that's kind of important? But all right. And now a word from our sponsor. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. Yeah. A lot of guns in space in this. A lot of shit that gets easily dismantled by guns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that always is always interesting to me guns in space that guns in space that's your oh. worst nightmare on to quote something yeah, that's, it, that's as thick as a freaking tin can to quote armageddon whenever william fisher pulled a gun on bruce willis and cbqb goes why do you have a gun in space <laughs> like, <laughs> right uh, that's exactly i was like yeah why do you have a gun in space man yeah. we see at least two people have a fucking gun which oh, is yeah. crazy oh god also did you notice the soldiers that went to go look at that frozen city? They parked like a mile away and then walked the rest of it. <laughs> Seemed weird to me. That's awesome. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, man, I got so many weird notes. So 
one thing, um, it was a cool effect, the way the uh, satellites were set up in a big net around the planet. Yeah, but that wouldn't work. No, it wouldn't work at all. This is, that is basically, in the words, in the kind of the words of Archer, do you want Kessler syndrome? Because that's how you get Kessler syndrome. Uh, That is like the movie Gravity dealt with Kessler syndrome. Whenever uh, there's, you hit one satellite and it creates a chain reaction that its debris hits more satellites and you basically get what is essentially a fission reaction of satellite damage. I, the the one satellite that they sent to careen with the other one to take it offline yeah. would have taken out would have destroyed like in a week. That whole freaking Dutch boy thing would have been yeah. just garbage. <laughs> oh, I love that the idea that if the satellite launches it goes to its target and can't be canceled. And I'm like, that seems like a dangerous mistake to have. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, man. I mean, I could see where the automation would be necessary, but. Uh, so here's a good question for you. Oh. They've developed the ability to make weather perfect, right? Why is there still desert areas? I don't know. Why wouldn't they just fix I was, that? I was trying to think of that, and I was trying to think of a reason to explain that away. Like, um, I can get that maybe that would mess with the world's temperature, but it yeah, would only see, make it cooler, which is what we need. It just doesn't add up. Like, well. And I mean, it is it is a matter of, you know, if you make one area on the world colder or hotter, it does change the pressure in all the areas around that area, and weather can get screwed up. Just by raising one desert by an average of two degrees can change the mm. weather patterns all over the world, and I get that, yeah. but that's in a natural state, which, yeah. you know, because that was where my mind went. They're making oh, unnatural but, states. They exactly. can stop any of those things, yeah. Exactly. I was thinking, well, if they change one desert, then it could screw up the whole world, but wait a minute, it's a whole goddamn movie about how they can change the weather anywhere yeah, they want. Exactly. So, so you would just, we would just have, <laughs> We would just have a perfect environment all over the planet. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, and unless they were like, oh, we got to preserve the animals and the uh, the vegetation that lives there. Unless they're preserving it for that reason, I can't think of a reason for it. No. I did see a science mistake that I thought would bother you. I don't know if you noticed this. <laughs> Gerard Butler, <laughs> while rocketing to space gets out of his chair and is in zero G, but that cannot happen because the whole point of zero G is that you're like, you're free setting, right? If you're rocketing, there's propulsion and you would just go to the back of the ship. Like you would any other time. That's where it would happen. You would not be able to float in zero G while propulsing. Uh, Yeah. I don't remember if the engines were on or not, but if the engines were on, your ass is not floating around. Yeah. No, they were floating to the back and then (laughs) you're going to stay there. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I saw that. I go, ha ha. Yeah. Because I mean, zero G, you know, it's kind of a misnomer on its own because you're not technically at zero G. Uh, it just sounds cool. Yeah. That low and that low of an orbit, you, you're basically, you're falling. Yeah. Essentially you are just falling forward faster than you're falling down. Uh, and that, that's what makes you float, you know, but you're not, which is why a lot of people get sick when they go to zero G because they don't like that. You still feel that falling sensation for a little bit. Yeah. Um, some astronauts say it goes away and some say they just deal with it. So I, I don't know. I'd love to experience that. That would be amazing. But all we got to do is get in a ship and go real high and then drop. I want to <laughs> get hold of Mr. Bezos and see if, uh, all my Amazon yeah. prime subscription renewals will buy yeah, me Jeffrey a trip. Bezos, take us to space, right? We'll return your cell phone. If you lose it again, <laughs> uh, 
Dude, I I laughed at a moment that I don't even think anyone else would just find funny. It's when the when the Secretary of State walks to the back of his car and he has a loaded rocket launcher <laughs> in his trunk. Yeah, right. I was like, oh shit. Oh, all right. <laughs> I always keep my shit strapped. Boy. <laughs> I was like, holy fuck, why would you have a loaded rocket launcher back there? Those triggers are not hidden very much they can go off pretty easy and the one gun i would not want going off in my fucking car <laughs> is a fucking rocket propelled grenade <laughs> he's just traveling down the road one day and someone uh, like he parks at, a, at a, a shopping center and a cart hits his car and just wipes out the whole goddamn yeah. parking lot <laughs> i love that he blew up the car that supposedly had the president in it and it's like he he didn't think that that would be investigated and they wouldn't find the president's remains and be like hey someone blew him up after he escaped the w- lightning storm yeah well not uh, only that but oh well maybe there was a, b- a bolt of lightning that hit him on the outskirts oh i guess these fragments of rpg round are just a convenience yeah uh, <laughs> holy crap also tsunamis caused by earthquakes yes dutch boy could not create a tsunami it creates a tsunami and it, it hits a uh, hits a city cannot create a tsunami because it doesn't create earthquakes it can only create weather patterns if it created a monsoon and caused flash flooding yes but it created a fucking tsunami which is caused by an earthquake in the ocean again get your science straight movie yeah because what was it that they she said that there were three things that dutch boy used to control the weather and it was like temperature temperature humidity and pressure or something like that yeah which i mean none of those you couldn't create a tsunami with any of those i don't i can't think no, of no you way. can't you can't tri- you can't trigger tectonic plates moving no, with any of yeah. that yeah and it doesn't control <laughs> gravity which you could technically do that with an extreme high tide style gravity but sure. control that but that doesn't I can't, work yeah i can't think of any yeah, way it, Dutch boy it, there's no way that. they could have made a tsunami it just doesn't make sense like nothing in this film in my in whole... my complete and utter uh encyclopedic knowledge of the dutch boy system i can't think of a way that would happen <laughs> <laughs> by the way the the cg in the suits how bad were their faces when they were in the suits oh, during some scenes great. god it was bad i was like oh come on guys you can do better than this uh I just the I will say this though the economic uh boon that the destruction of Dutch Boy caused because you got to think how many jobs this created oh, and yeah. and how many production uh teams were needing to get the supplies get the supplies to space and rebuild the economy of the earth is probably really really good after the building of Dutch Boy and the destruction and rebuilding is only going to strengthen it and I thought that was interesting. I was like, oh, oh actually, on an economic view, this is a, a benefit, which is kind of stupid to say, but, you know, that, that is a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do enjoy uh, one of the one of the things that this brings up, and I it's not addressed directly in the movie. It's actually addressed by the name Dutch Boy itself, uh, is that all of these movies – that are in the same basic genre are about hacking the planet, basically. Oh yeah. Instead of trying to fix the problems and then change the way mankind acts in order to not make them come back. We would rather just find a technological answer and own mother nature 
as opposed to, you know, maybe not using multiple cans of hairspray a day. I don't know. <laughs> so Roland Emmerich's only 66 years old, so he's not like close to being dead. But Devlin, the guy who uh, did this mm-hmm. with like the guy who directed this film very clearly. And he, he's always been like uh, uh, the right hand man of Roland Emmerich for a long time. But it is nice to know that if Roland Emmerich does pass away, we have another disaster porn guy <laughs> in the waiting for us, you know? Yeah. This movie was, I got to say, though, there's a lot of people in this cast I like, but this movie is a classic Gerard Butler film where it, it's like, so, okay, they say something about Olympus in the movie, by the way, which obviously was an Olympus has fallen, so I thought that was funny. And then she goes, oh, you came down from Olympus. And then uh, they they mentioned Spartans at one point, and, of course, he was in 300. And then whenever he's on the ship, the British guy goes, because, you know, I think that actor is actually Irish, but he was, doing a British accent for some reason. He's like, oh, I call those rock and rollers. And of course, Gerard Butler was also in rock and roller. So I was like, well, they're mentioning a lot of Gerard <laughs> Butler films in this. And there's like a behind the scenes thing where they say that Gerard Butler didn't even know his lines. He would just literally read his lines right before the scene and just do it. And I thought that was hilarious. And I'm like, come on. Can you blame him? I, what the fuck does he need to remember? The word Dutch boy. Right. 20 it's fucking times. Very, very <sighs> simple. There's a thing that happens in this movie that happens. There's a, okay. Cliches abound in this film and we'll talk about the trailers in a second. Uh, there's a, a cliche that pisses me off every time I see it. And it's when someone shows up at their house and it's dark and they hear a stranger. So they get a gun or a baseball bat and they're ready to attack. And it's a friend, right? And they're like, Oh no, it's me. But here's the thing. Why the fuck are you like sneaking around a dark house? Your own what are house. You doing? Just turn the fucking lights on. Like, why is she in the kitchen in the dark house? Why is Max in the dark house? Yeah, that's really suspicious. I would also be like, why is it dark in here? Turn the lights on and avoid uh, what's her name getting suspicious. Right. Uh, Let's talk about those trailers. We'll talk about the first one, (laughs) which this movie didn't start it, but it is one of the early, early ones that did it. I hate the idea that we now have little mini five second trailers for trailers. Where it's like, ba-ba, we see one scene, and it's like, the official trailer starts now. I'm like, why did we just watch a trailer for the trailer? I hate it. <laughs> so the yeah. trailer shows not only just actual footage from the film, but it shows footage of just natural disasters in real life, which I hate whenever they do that in, in trailers because that's not the fucking film. And then there is a woman singing a children's song in a, a, a slow, melodramatic tune, which is like, the classic uh, fucking cliche. Blue what a wonderful world is what she's singing. I see. no, it's a. Uh, it's what a wonderful. Oh yeah, world. it is. What a wonderful world. Yeah, yeah, I see skies of blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What a wonderful. So world. I was just like, what a. I hate that cliche so much. It just like it happens in so many trailers, and you'll notice it now where it's like get a female artist to sadly sing a lighthearted old tune, and we'll put that over a trailer. But the second trailer plays time or you know, uh, that 60s song, which is like, again, another super cliche thing that, and it constantly cuts the movie up and then uses just part of it over and over again, which was time. And they just keep playing that, even though it only happens like four times in the song, they play it like six times in the trailer to kind of go, oh, oh, this is what we're doing here. It's like the most cliche trailers of all time. 
they also are really honestly pitching completely different films to you. Yeah. One of them is pitching a disaster, like weather is a problem and this is the issue. The other one is pitching a fucking balls to the wall action thriller. And, uh, and you had said those are different movies. I go, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're so different. I would say the, uh, the se- the serious one is better. I liked the movie it was pitching more, but the well, yeah. other one is closer to the movie that I watched. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is Moonfall just happened. That's a classic example of something like this. You know, we get those every once in a while. Like, uh, just I, I don't hate these films, by the way. I actually kind of enjoy these dumb films. They're not good by any means, but I, I do like watching just I love the day after tomorrow. I, I've watched that movie yeah. many times. I don't like 2012 as much. Uh, for some reason, it doesn't do it for me. It's but day after tomorrow dark. does. 2012 is too dark for me. Well, it's also like it, it gets a little too ridiculous with the human survival aspect. Like John Cusack's driving over like so many collapsing yeah. things. And I'm like, come on now. And like, there's a plane and a car and a, a, a RV. He's a drives every. He can drive anything over everything. And this one, we do get a car chasing because you always have to have one randomly in these disaster films. You have to have a car scene. I don't know why, but you do. And it was like a self driving car, which was funny and different. But again, I, and I like the lightning coming down aspect of it. I go, oh, that's interesting. Okay, like I, I didn't hate the the set pieces in this film. The uh, kind of nerve wracking him spinning and not knowing if he'll be able to catch the end of the satellite when he's floating away. That was really interesting. Again, obviously he was going to catch it, but like it was done fairly well, even though there's a lot of issues with that. Like why the hell would you go out there and do that when you know, someone is hacking stuff like, come on, you knew better, but whatever. Uh, so one of the things I've uh, taken to doing every once in a while is coming up with the movies that uh, these movies lost against. All right. This one's fun. Um, none of them are on our list, so that's good. Well, this movie made money, so yeah, yeah. Any, anything above it was going to be a, a big money maker. Yeah. So in its opening weekend, Geostorm bowed against Only the Brave. Well, I don't even know what that is. Uh, Only the Brave was... A um, let's see here. Cast was Josh Brolin, Miles Teller, Jeff Bridges, Taylor Kitsch. It was a fireman movie. I've got Taylor Kitsch in it, so yeah, lost me there. I don't yeah. think that one was on our list. No, I not. don't. Jeff, that that's a good cast, other than Taylor Kitsch, but I do not know this movie. Right, um, the, the Snowman. That was the one. Oh, Michael the Fassbender. Michael Fassbender serial killer film. Yep. And then that, that movie is not great. I watched it. I it, it's a thing. <laughs> if you're asking me if I'd rather watch it than this, I'd rather watch Geostorm. Gotcha. Um, same kind of different as me. <laughs> That's the name of a fucking movie. That's the name of a movie. Same kind of different as me is the yeah. name of a fucking movie. It, yeah, it is. Who it the fuck is. names these things? International art dealer Ron Hall must befriend a dangerous homeless man in order to save his struggling marriage to his wife, a woman whose dreams will lead all three of them on the journey of their lives. <laughs> it's got Greg Kinnear in it, who I like, but it's also got that fucking nut job John Voight in it. Yeah. Renee oh, no, Zellweger. thank you. Uh, well, that that is a bad poster. <laughs> and then the best of all of them, it bowed against 
Tyler Perry's Boo 2 a Medea Halloween. (laughs) Nice. You know what? Say what you want about those movies, man. They make money. They make money. Oh, yeah. And they take a lot of, like, actors that haven't done anything in a while, and they bring them in to, like, like, hey, you know, show people what you got. And it gets people back on their feet. I got to say, Tyler Perry has done more for, like, black actors and black actresses than – almost anybody because he's like hey you haven't acted in a long time i think you're good let's bring you in and i mean shit we might see will smith showing up in those films soon <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> not i i i want to i i hate to date us but there's a, I, uh, there's so many memes right now because will smith and chris we Rock talk about movies. movies the yeah. oscars just happened <laughs> but it's hard to not mention this out of every single one uh, for those of you who may be living in a bubble, who knows? Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars because he made a joke about Jada Pickett Smith. Uh, it's neither there's, here nor there's, there. There's questions about the uh, you know the realism of this. Yeah, and the, yeah. I mean, but it's all over the place. All the memes, everything that I see, I've seen that I knew were going to come out. There was only one that truly delighted me. All right. Uh, and it was what did Chris Rock wake up with? On his face the day after. Uh, wait, I can I guess this, and I haven't even seen the meme, but I guess it's Fresh Prince. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, that hey. one just—it's dad nice. joke enough that that one just tickled me. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Will Smith. I had to. That this is fun. Fresh Prince. <laughs> we, you know, and what's funny is I talked to you before. Like we should do Oscar episodes on here, where it's kind of a break from the norm, and we could talk about the Oscars a little bit, kind of talk <laughs> about good movies. Yeah. And and then I was like, nah, let's just stick to this and stick to our format. And now I'm like, damn, because <laughs> the Oscars were so boring the last couple of years that I was like, I don't really care. But now I was like, damn, that would have been fun. Talk about that. Yeah, seriously, this is so boring. Yeah, that's the Oscars. Uh, you know what? I, I like what they have to say, so I got to ask the question: Should it bomb? One, two, three, four. Well, I've been holding in since the dark in Monday morning. From the end of the week, I'm a bubble, bubble, bound to blow. It's a bomb. No. I agree. <laughs> like this movie is absolute fucking dog shit. It's not great. It is a terrible <laughs> film. But this is the exact kind of film that sells tickets to theaters that we yeah. need to get people in. And say what you want, it's not based on an IP. It's an original film. Yeah, and I was not I, in my typical low bar fashion. I was entertained the entire time. I was never I, bored. Yeah, I was not bored a single time. It was, and there are times where I'm laughing at the absurdity of it all. Yeah, yeah, like obviously. When Ed Harris whips a fucking loaded fucking rocket launcher <laughs> out of his trunk, I was like, "Oh boy, this is a perfect." Like, if anyone was like, "Show me something about this movie," show me the most ridiculous thing. It wouldn't be a weather thing. It would have been that moment. I'd been like, "Look at this fucking bit." Yeah. Uh, loaded RPG is on the uh, rider of the Secretary of State. <laughs> I need I also like that he had like one bowl of ground and everything and one loaded RP, RPG. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I it didn't technically bomb and it did bomb. Um uh, I I hate that these kind of big budget dumb fest uh make so much money 
and that the idea that this made a hundred million, it still wasn't considered a success is, is a little bothersome, but like if we don't get these, we get more transformers <laughs> and I would rather have these. True. Now, let me ask you this. How cool of a movie do you think, or it would have been better or worse than this? If we had seen the Dutch boy being made like so instead if, of, uh, where we start yeah, going back to like the beginning of Dutch boy, a Dutch boy origins. Yeah. Oh man. A Dutch so, boy origin story. Yeah. They could have shown the, the weather that was killing people. And then the, the climax of the film could have been getting Dutch boy online. And then you could have done right. a sequel where Dutch boy was turned against us. Yeah. You're absolutely right. That that would have worked either way. Uh, the, the, Oh, the America villain is, I, kind of old and tiresome i'm just kind of tired of hearing the oh we'll get rid of all of our our uh enemies i'm like okay i i get it we've heard it a million times uh turning it political like that i just meh, whatever but uh no yeah i i would watch dutch boy origins i i would watch geostorm <laughs> the beginning <laughs> geostorm before the storm <laughs> would you recast them or would you you oh. just take them older in age and cast them as their younger selves uh, with de-aging stuff nowadays, why don't we just de-age him? But That's Gerard right, Butler has got to have, uh, he's got to look like he did from for Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> like shaven? No, or yeah, with no beard, face. with long ass hair. <laughs> Put Jim Sturgis in like Across the Universe style where he has that mullet. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> Geostorm. I've seen this movie four times now. Wow. Nice. I saw it in I saw it in theaters, and then I did a review on it. And then when uh, How Did This Get Made did it, I watched it right before I listened to that one because I love that show. And then I watched it for this. But I also watched it one day when it was on at my parents' house, and I was like, oh, well, this is a dumb – like, this is a perfect Thanksgiving afternoon movie where, you know, like, you're not going to hear the whole thing because people are arguing or talking, and you just need something on to distract you for a minute. Perfect. Perfect fucking movie for that. Yeah. Um. With that being said, Jesse, what is next? Well, let's find out. Mystical magical number generator, give me my number. And that number is nine. Oh, my small number. Nine? Nine. This is a nine. Uh, <laughs> Alice Through the Looking Glass, 2016. This is a sequel to Alice in Wonderland, isn't it? Uh, uh yeah yeah yes, this is. is Johnny Depp Alice right yes yeah so this is the sequel to the 2010 Alice in Wonderland okay 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 hmm. I don't think I've seen this I have not seen either of them oh so really I'll have to watch both of them uh, <laughs> I've seen the first one enough that I don't need to watch it so this has a runtime oh that's nice a runtime of 113 minutes not bad. Oh, could be better. Okay. Could be worse. Uh, yeah, this one has. Oh, yeah, this one brought in Anne Hathaway as a character. Yeah, Depp Hathaway, um, Bonham Carter. Ooh, that's Sa a low range. Uh, Sacha Baron Cohen, Alan Rickman, Mia Wasikowski, Stephen Fry, Michael Sheen, Timothy Spale. Oh, there's uh, a lot of people in there. It's a Tim Burton film, so he gets a lot of people in there. Sacha Baron Cohen's in this. Uh. Rise Iphens, the guy who played Lizards in it. Uh, Alan Rickman is uh, uh, the voice of the Caterpillar. These guys, oh, well, such where Cohen wasn't. A lot of these characters were in the first one, though. So nice. I, I do recall the first one because I remember actually going, I actually like this. 
Okay. I'll yeah, I'll have so. to I'll have to watch both of them, but because uh, I I refuse to watch sequels without watching the uh, first one. Well, you have fun with that. We'll come back next week and we'll talk about how that worked out for you. Yeah, <laughs> it worked out really well because the last time I had to do that was for uh, the Huntsman. Oh God, I'm sorry. I, I had to I had to beer bong those two movies together. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> that was horrible. Yeah, <laughs> so well, bored. you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jesse, where can seriously? This is so boring. Yes, <laughs> yes, so boring. Where can people find you they can find me on twitter i'm at pen of doom p-e-n-o-f-d-o-o-m well you know i'm also on twitter i'm brando supreme and you can also find us on facebook uh, the box office bomb squad and you can send us an email to magic box at gmail.com and if you go to anchor.fm you can see what show notes we have usually dad jokes or just puns by me uh also down there is a little button you can hit to leave us a voicemail tell us what we got wrong what we got right if you hate us if you love us whatever you think uh, a little bit further down there's also a cup that brandon ah there it is that brandon loves the schmeckles cup you can put schmeckles in there if you'd so please That's please sir I haven't seen a good movie in years. I saw Morbius last night. Oh. <laughs> I saw your post about that. Woo! Well, well, we were reviewing that, I think. So uh, I, I... a bummer because I I really wanted that movie to be good because it looked <laughs> the trailers looked awesome. Uh, nope. <laughs> I'm uh, I I'm seventy percent sure it's going to be on our list. Awesome. Uh, right. I'll well, get to Jesse, watch it at some point then. I, I enjoyed this. I never really did, you know, Roland Emmerich is Roland Emmerich, you know, whatever. Well, Devlin did this, but still, uh, yeah, I wasn't, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't feel like I was stuck. Uh, it's a quick movie. It's not super long. So I was excited anyway. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, yeah, you know what? I suggest to go watch Geostorm. If you want to watch something stupid, it's worth it. Yep. Zap. 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 <laughs>